It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're joined now by Kevin Franzen, who is the color commentator on Masson, game in and game out for the Washington Nationals in year one. Franny, thanks for hopping on the pod with us. How are you, buddy? Well, you know, I'm just catching the rays here in Miami Beach. Uh, Just, you know. I got margaritas and pina coladas in hand. No, I'm kidding. I'm good. You guys good? Always good, man. Uh, you're you're really good at this, dude. And, and I'm not saying it because we've always liked you and you're on with us. No, it's just because I'm on right now. Yeah. But that's part of it. No, but seriously, man, <laughs> you're really good at this. When did you know that you could do it at a high level in, in terms of taking your playing career, which was so successful for basically a decade in the show, finding a way to turn yourself into a really good broadcaster? And I, I know you work at it because you work at everything you do. When did you kind of know you could do it? Honestly, I, I still don't know I could do it because I, I just the way I look at it is this is my passion. Like I was always passionate about baseball, so why should it be any different than my everyday life as far as the way I looked at it? So that's the way. I mean, it's not like a. I, I don't know if it's work, right? Like when you when you when you get down to it, because for me, um, I'm just being myself, and that is the ultimate. When I think when you're a broadcaster, if you could be yourself the most. Uh, you're going to be honest. You're going to be passionate. You're going to be um, energetic. You're going to do all that stuff. So I don't know. <clears throat> I saw. I, I feel like I guess I still got so much work to do when it comes to it. But I don't have work to do because it's it just me. If that makes sense. <laughs> you were a Philly and you broadcasted there. You were a Nat and you broadcasted here. And for years in that booth, I'd imagine there's like a. You know, there's a feeling like you're one of the guys, you're, you want them to succeed. Now you come here and, and it's the same kind of thing for the Nats. How difficult has that transition been? How weird has it been for you? Obviously, they haven't played the Phils yet. But I'm just curious, like FP, when he came here, he was not a Nats guy, really. And then he was kind of like Mr. National. Years later, it was just kind of part of the fabric. You can't fake that. That doesn't happen overnight. So, like, how has how that transition gone? And just take me inside that mindset a little bit. Um, it's getting better. Uh, you know, not being allowed to go down to, to spring training and meet the guys there. I think that was, that was tough. Um, because we weren't traveling at the time and, and not meeting the guys. And so you put, you kind of get put in a, a little bit of a shell. Um, with that being said, you know, my, my time with the Phillies, like I, I, I'm so close to so many of those guys over there. I'm not going to, that's not going to change. Uh, people want a rivalry from me. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had too many close relationships over there. Uh, player side, coaching side, uh, obviously the broadcasting side. Um, but, you know, you reverse it and you, you go to the national side. And, you know, 
there's certain people here that I've known for quite a while. And so it's very easy to um, be comfortable around them. Uh, but with the players, I think it's still like, it's still that burdening. It, it's still that burden on me that uh, I don't know them yet. I don't have the full on passion yet for each individual because I don't know each individual. Um, and that is the God's honest truth. Like I, it, it gives me anxiety not knowing the guys, you know, like when in, in spring training, that's where you meet all of them. And, you know, again, not being able to be down there and, and meet them and be around them, talk to them. I think that, that hurt. Um, but at the same time, I'm making up for lost time right now. Uh, just trying to make sure that, uh, I'm very honest on air. I'm not, I, you know, for those national, national fans that want me to be a homer, I'm not homer. Can't do it. I, I just, I, I gotta be honest. And if someone's not playing well, you gotta say it. Uh, I think that that's probably the difference between, um, you know, a lot of the, the home broadcasters and myself, I learned in Philly. Uh, and if you're not honest, uh, you're a fake. <laughs> and I feel like that's what I'm bringing here. So there's a million ways to scratch the itch, right? I mean, you mentioned your passion for the game. That's obvious that it, that it comes through. It comes through both in the fact that with your with your playing career and now talking about the game. But some guys manifest that in different ways when it comes to teaching the game, for example. I know you coached uh, some ball a little bit as well. Was that ever something that you thought you might want to do? I mean, just you know, grinding it out in Mobile, Alabama with a giant no. tennis goal in and, and watching every <laughs> AB? Like, was that ever on the on the table? You, you didn't want to? Yeah, uh, not really. Uh, if I did, it would manage, but that would be about it. Um, both my parents, grow, you know, growing up, they were, they were coaches and teachers. Teachers, coaches, however you want to describe it. But uh, my dad, a basketball coach my entire life, loved every bit of watching him do what he was passionate about. Um, and, but I just saw just how, how much the grind, you know, it, it hurt on him. Uh, and it's such a different world in the professional world, right? Uh, I got, a, you know, a few offers to be a, a, a college head coach and, and turn those down because uh, I just didn't want to do the recruiting part. I just don't want to lie to kids because I feel like that's what you have to do to the, these days to get them to come to your school. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a little bit of me pulled me that way, but at the end of the day, like, I wanted to talk about it. Like, we're in a world right now, like, of baseball where there's so many – there's no in-between, right? There's either – man, this game's completely changed or, man, this is the greatest game ever. And it's like, sometimes you just need the middle and to be able to mend it, you know? Like, we talk about with the analytics and, and the old school thought process. Like, can you mend it? Can you blend it together? Um, that's my goal. Because I, I enjoy the old school way. Um, I don't enjoy all of it, but I also enjoy some of the analytical stuff because it's all, all analytics are is information, right, or facts. And so now, now it's like, okay, this is, this is just kind of where I want to go. So when it comes down to it, I, did I want to coach, manage, or all that stuff? Like, yeah, but not like – I wasn't – I wouldn't be two feet in on it. And for this, this is easy to do because it's just talking about your passion every day. And, you know, it, I, I think that just – it just makes it an easy transition or an easy choice. When you mentioned weighted runs created plus in like your fourth broadcast, I said me and Fran, you're gonna be yeah. all right. We're we're yeah. we're gonna be guys. Right, we're I, in. I already knew and, we were gonna be got, guys, but then I really, really knew it. I, I want to go. Got to ease it in. Yeah, you exactly. Got to ease it in though. But, you know, but especially right honestly, I mean, and I'm not doing a bit, and I'm not knocking anybody. Like you and FP are tight. Me, I got we got great relationships with him, and I just mean in general. You know, Bob's all timer, Hall of Fame, just best the guy there is. 
But, like, that's the first time that's been mentioned on a broadcast in this town probably. And I, yeah. I think it's time. I mean, I think it's a good thing. But you got to do it right. You know, you, like, to your point, you can't bang people over the head with it. When you introduce it, you got to explain it. And I just think the, the smarter the fan base is, the better. And, and there's a way to, to educate that I know that you're going to be able to provide. And the fact that it comes from you who played instead of me – who's a numbers nerd who everyone just calls a fat, silly goose because I didn't play in the big leagues, is probably beneficial. No, no, because, I, I again, the way I look at baseball is so different than you and so different than Danny, and Danny looks at it different than you, and no one looks at the game the same way, right? So when you say it like that, it's like, no, why are you disparaging yourself? Because that's the way you look at it. That's the way you talk about it. So why, why, is, that, why is that wrong? Well, when I just think I'm with you no, a little no, no. bit. But, 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 that, but that's in general. That's just in general. Yeah. Everybody's like that. Yeah. And so the way I look at it is like, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to preach like this is the only way, this is the only thing, but there are certain stats like the, the WRC Plus or, or you can go to OPS Plus and, and make it even a bigger, you know, bigger deal because it's, it, it, it's such there's, – there's so – if you go back in time and you look at it, like all the defining parts of it, that just adding that plus sign, it makes all those Coors Field guys into a very you know logical um, spot we are today, right? As far as what the ballparks are, because it all takes into fact of the park that you, the park factor. Um, you know, like Nolan Arenado, I love and I consider just an unbelievable player. But I mean, there's certain years where you're like very heavy hitting at, at Coors Field. So guess what? On that plus side, he's only 32. You know, percent better than league average, which is insane, but it's not the Juan Soto of like 180 or 190, right? And, and so, like, I think when like you talk about WRC Plus and it's like you know the the way it runs created everything has a value on it. It's like whatever you could explain it all you want. All I know is that when you go to Anaheim and you had a guy that was 150 points and a guy that was 140 points higher than league average, that needs to be talked about. Like that's insane. Taylor Ward and Mike Trout. Well, I also think, Franny, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I was talking, you and I are on Sirius XM, uh, sometimes together, a lot of times on different shows, on MLB Network Radio, and I was talking this week about the slow start to the year for a lot of these stars. And and you just made me think about this. I think that the most important way to quantify these slow starts is against what's happening in baseball right now. Yes, so, exactly. like, I heard someone... Yeah, right. yeah. So, but, like, someone looks at like Soto in 2021 <laughs> or Soto in 2022 through X amount of games. Or you could pick anybody, and they're like, look at what Shoei Otani's doing compared to last year. It was a different sport last year, literally. I mean, yes. the baseball was yes. different. The weather was a little different. And if you look at Soto right now compared to last year, and... and, and it's, it's a whole different world than if you look at Soto compared to the rest of the league where he's still in the top 10 and the top 15 in, like, almost every category. So I think that's something we lose a little bit. But Soto isn't that different from last year's beginning. Well, yeah, he's you probably know? not right, the right. best example, but everyone acts like no, he's no, no, down. No, 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 but, like, but this is the craziest thing. Is like I, I was having this conversation with someone uh, two days ago, and I was saying, they're like, well, you know, what's, what's the problem with Juan Soto? I'm like, what's the problem with Juan Soto? I'm like, damn. To struggle and have like a, a 900 OPS, <laughs> that would be awesome. Can you imagine that? Seriously though, like take it in the in the context of the whole thing. Like he is technically struggling, and he's got a 900 OPS. That's ridiculous, you know. And then you look at what he is above league average and on you know weighted runs created plus, and you're like, dude, he's like 50 points higher than everybody. 
you know, like or or than than league average. You know, what is it? Six eighty four is the the league average OPS right now, and he's at nine hundred. Come on, really? I mean, that's that's the, the craziest thing. The, the, now, the, there there are certain things that you look at that you're going, whoa, whoa. His, you know, what two or three, you know, a couple of hits that he has with runners and scoring. He's only like two for twenty five, two for twenty six. Great. He's over four with bases loaded. Um, that's the part that's that, that that's concerning when you like dig, you know, deep into it. What were we looking but at last overall, week? Overall, I think his chase rate was a hundredth percentile like the last couple of years, and it's ninetieth now. And everyone's like, man, he's chasing a lot. It's like he chases less than all but like 10 out of every 100 right, players. It's his impossible oh, standard. It's so exactly. It's so good. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the part. That's the part like it, it, where you could take all the numbers out and all that stuff and just like this is what I would tell people and just be, be in general. Just enjoy it. Don't take it for granted what you're saying. You know, don't dig too deep with him because he's going to do what he's going to do. Um, I got I got blasted a couple of years ago in, in in the Bay Area because I told fans you know because every every loss they had with Kevin Durant and Steph it was like oh my God this is the end of the world it's like guys seriously don't ever take this this team this time frame that we're in for granted enjoy it don't dissect it right because the moment you dissect it you you take something for granted truly and I feel like the moment you dissect like Juan Soto and that's our job to do I get it but. You're going to take it for granted. The dude's special. Every name you put up there is like a Hall of Famer that you're like, wait, not Roger, but Rogers, Hornsby, Jimmy Fox, Ted Williams, Mickey Mantle, and you're going like, what the hell are we? What are we doing? What are we doing? Like he just sit back and relax and enjoy it, and that's the beauty of that guy, right? And the fact that he's chasing more than ever, and it's like it's like every year combined in my life is what I got. I was like probably like five percentile in that, and he was like ninety. It's like trying to trying to get up to him. It's uh, it, it's insane. So this is a big old sweaty preamble coming at you for the, for this question, all right? So bear with me. Okay. So I, I think it was maybe like a couple years ago. I, I remember this back and forth you had on the Twitterverse with some like you know uh, never played beyond high school, but like Ooh. I'm an analytic guy, almost like conning kids and parents out of a huge amount of money like some hitting guru that's basically like yeah chicken wing yeah. your front arm and you know make it like like a water wheel type of thing and you're like yeah that's that's i guarantee that's how big leaguers do it. that's how barry bonds did it i'm sure <laughs> like the exact opposite right and this guy's like arguing with this te- like decade-long big leaguer about like mechanics and stuff and it got me to thinking a lot has changed like paradigms have shifted and speaking of the shift mm-hmm. or, or the way guys are pitching in the zone like okay now you're throwing high fastballs you and me growing up it was like Anything above the thigh was like a death sentence. Like pitching coaches would lose their mind. So everything is a lot of things have changed. A lot of things are, are, are sort of different. What's true still for you? The way you were raised in the game, the way you see the game now. What is a universal truth that you still feel like? Hey, this still applies no matter the age, no matter what. Ooh, God, that's a great question. Um, well, pitching and defense still will always matter, <laughs> no matter what. Uh, but when it comes to hitting. Uh, Short to it, long through it's always going to be there. Um, you look at everybody, the, the thought process of staying on top of the baseball uh, doesn't mean that you're actually going to stay on top of the baseball, but it is a, a uh, part, of the pro- part, of the, part of the deal. Um, those will always be truths in this game. And the reason why I say that is these hitting gurus, they think that what Mike Trout does, what Juan Soto does, what Barry Bonds did, um, they could teach it. And they say, you, if you can't see it, you can't teach it and you don't know it. It's like, 
whatever. What they teach is all physical. The biggest thing in baseball is always going to be mental and what you're able to um, compartmentalize when you hit, um, when you you know study a scouting report. What, what can you what can you decipher with all that stuff? Um, and you know Barry Bonds might not have been uh, actually trying to get on top of the baseball when it came down to it, but his mentality was that. And I feel like the mentality part is trying to be stripped away from it. And when you go all to the physical nature of hitting, you're going to create nothing but problems for kids. We don't teach enough in general about how to actually control a barrel. You know, we don't teach enough how to fight at the, in the batter's box. And I'm not talking about physical fight, but like having contingency plans when something is awry. Like everyone talks about like this A-swing stuff, right? Like this is kind of going into what you're asking. You know, everyone, get off your A-swing. Every pitch, get off your A-swing. Well, what happens when you don't see the guy? What happens when you don't actually pick up that pitcher well? What are you supposed to do? Get off the A-swing for what? You know, no one talks about that, that, that B and C plan that you have to have. I truly believe that we learn playing strikeout. Like, I, I was insane when it came to contact because I, I grew up three, you know, three years younger than my brother and all his buddies playing strikeout with them. And I had to have a contingency plan, man. When you get in the box, you had to find a way to like, you know, put the ball in play or, or, or try to hit a, you know, hit a bomb that way against them. So when it comes to truce and, and all that stuff, the mental part, the mental side of the game, as far as hitting is still so much. I mean, I don't even know what the number is on it. You know, it's percentages. It's still so high though. And I think with those hitting gurus, those internet guys that, you know, that, that want to fight back and say that all, you know, all, big leaguers or all guys that played pro ball or whatever, they don't know crap from what it is. Like, yes, we do because we've had to grind it through. We've had to do maybe what you've done in your life as far as a job and grinding your mind. But that, that was our life, <laughs> you know, trying to perfect something that you know, you're not going to perfect. But um, yeah, it just, uh, I, that, that part has never changed to me is the mental side. And the, the fact that the physical is being taught way more, uh, and, and putting them in poor spots, I think I think parents are really doing them their kids a disservice when it comes to that. Brandy, I want to go back to something you said to round things out here because it's something that I definitely agree with, and it's it's a stylistic thing, right? Everyone does it a little mm-hmm. bit different. But you talked about uh, not wanting to be a homer, and that mm-hmm. it's important to you if you basically you see something, say something, right? For lack of a better yeah. phrase. <laughs> Good slogan. I'll write that down. Yeah, I I, I love that. Uh, it resonates with me. Obviously, some people want their homer on their call, whatever. But just go more into your philosophy on that, how you crafted that, and kind of how that shows itself. Because it's only more natural, right? The longer you're here, you, 10, yeah. 12 years from now, you know, it's going to get – you're you're in deeper and deeper with, with the ball club, I suppose. But just kind of go through that thought process. Well, I think a little bit of it is is doing the, you know, MLB Network radio stuff and being, you know, a, what we would quote-unquote call national guy, right, when it comes to that. Um, and I feel like if I, if I become so, in, like, ingrained in, in defending everything the Nationals do, then I lose sight of what's going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, so it's kind of like a it's, – it's kind of selfish at, at the same time of, of my mentality, but it, I, it's not because I look at baseball in a way that, that makes sense for me, right? And if 
I'm there to uh, defend every mental mistake and, you know, all this stuff, then I'm just lying to myself. Because, I mean, I've made so many mistakes in my career, but at the same time, I've learned from those mistakes. I could talk about them. So why not? And I feel like we do that. We, we get in such a homer way uh, on the analyst side that you just don't, you don't really, you're not truthful. People don't really learn from what you're, you're saying if you're constantly defending. So that's why you're not going to hear me like completely bash the other team. You're going to hear a lot about the other team because I feel like uh, I'm also an ambassador of the game, right? As far as talking about it. And when they come, you know, like the Astros come into town and we can't talk about Jordan Alvarez. Are you kidding me? That dude's insane. Jose Altuve, the guy's one of the most incredible hitters that we've had in our time. And we can't, like, we got we to gotta continue our way. So I, if guys on a team don't like it, they can take it up with me. They can take it up with me. I'll, I'll let them do that with it, whatever they want. Um, I don't care. I really don't. I, again, I grew up, you know, in the Bay Area. There's a certain way with Kite, but I grew up in the broadcasting world calling baseball games in Philadelphia where if I was not honest about what I saw and what I truly felt, people called you out on it and it, and they knew that you weren't being real. Um, and I don't like, I, I don't like people thinking that I'm not real with them. So I'm just going to say it how it is. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. And if the players don't like it, they can come talk to me because I'm going to be down there on the field every day. Um, but at the same time, I'm be ready to go. Cause I'm going to defend myself on, on what I said, because that's what I saw. And I'm I, not going to try to players, make anything up. You know this. Players don't care about that because they recognize game. Some do. Some do. Yeah? Some do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then you just shoot back at them like, well, you tell me what happened. And then they, okay, this is what I saw. And if you're there and you're up front and you're able to put yourself in primary, that's why, like, getting the job and, and not being in spring training, like, gave me the biggest anxiety ever is because you're talking about these guys now and you've never met them, you know? And so I, I just, again, knowing that I, I'm going to be honest, like they're not going to like everything that you say. That's fine. It's fine. They don't have to. But, again, I see the game in the way I see it. doesn't mean that it, it is, you know, the, the end-all, be-all with me. So, I, again, some players don't like it. Some players don't even care. Some players don't hear. Um, at the end of the day, I'm going to show respect to them because, I mean, they're unbelievable. This, this, this group, this crop of players that we have, this generation of players we have, insanely talented. And so that needs to be brought up as well. And it's going to be both sides. You're going to get it visiting at home. Love it, dude. Awesome with us, man. Continued success to you, my friend. It's been really cool to see you take to the role. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And see your friend. hair looks really good and poofy, too, by the way. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you know, too poofy. Too poofy. You think so? We're in humidity. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little, the quaff isn't as great, you know? And Miami's not going to be kind. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Trust me, it'll look delicious. Well, I can't wait to eat it up at 640 <laughs> East time when, when I turn on my TV. I love Thanks, it. Thanks, bro. See you, bro. No problem, guys. Thank you. Dang, Zoom. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.